This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Gracie and you, Dominic, you know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league, and I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level, so that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Download the 77 WABC app. And coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, I have heard you. Some of you have asked me to do a follow-up on the dog named Off-White that was taken from a 75-year-old man by a guy on a moped. A horrible situation. Well, that update is coming up this morning at 1245 in our Carter Cares segment. But it's coming. So let's get right to it. The girlfriend of the ex-con killed while attacking Manhattan bodega worker Jose Alba was not charged with stabbing Mr. Alba during the fight. Apparently, because prosecutors felt she was just defending her boyfriend. This stuff is laughable. Of course, she should have been arrested immediately. Her boyfriend was the aggressor. You do not get to get a pass for protecting the aggressor. I told you, folks, these days in New York City, what's up is down, what's down is up, what's right is wrong, what's wrong is right. That's the world that we live in. Monday morning, arriving at work, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg ignored questions on Alba. Good morning. Do you have any comments regarding Jose Alba? Hear the silence. The officers standing outside waiting, the uniform officers for the district attorney to arrive this morning. He Well, yesterday morning, he arrived Walked in, no comment whatsoever. So Mr. Alba has gotten support from people across the city, including Mayor Adams. He says, Mr. Alba, that he is afraid to venture outside because there are people who might want to harm him. 61-year-old man for the other man's death. Poor President Biden. Poor President Biden. Biden, in his latest gaffe, says the Parkland school shooting took place, you ready for this, in 1918. But when we say poor President Biden, we are really stating poor us as Americans, because no matter what, He is still the leader of the free world, and his policies are impacting all of us in a negative way. Pocketbook issues. As we all know, just go to any gas station, the prices are coming down, but you define down. I don't define down by just coming down 15, 20, 25 cents when you're getting almost $5 a gallon. And the situation. The situation in Rikers Island, 
A correction officer has been fired after another inmate, another inmate has died at Rikers. This is the ninth death in the Department of Correction custody this year, according to officials. But we are starting with uh, Mr. Alba. And so the district attorney says that the girlfriend was defending her ex-con boyfriend when she stabbed Mr. Uh, Alba three times. Mind you, she told the police that she never stabbed him. Okay? I want you to listen to this part of the videotape. And this shows you, and I'm going to rewind and break this down, and we're going to uh, go to your telephone calls in just a second. And, of course, we are taking your calls at 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And so this situation apparently started over a bag of uh, potato chips or some candy for the girlfriend's daughter. And apparently she, um, the girlfriend, I'm trying to make sure I got this right here, folks. She turned over an EBT card, if that's what it's called, or some type of debit card. And what you see on the video, okay, I'm not taking sides here. I'm telling you what I see. Mr. Alba tried at least eight or nine times to get the transaction to go through via the electronic machine, processing machine. It was declined each and every time. At one point, you see Mr. Albert, it looks like he's manually, which is something you can often do, manually putting in the account number to try and get the approval. Now, according to the girlfriend, when this did not go through, she claims Mr. Albert snatched the bag of potato chips from her daughter. Or the candy. That's her claim. But I want you, because perspective is very important, I want you to listen. Now, the district attorney says she's innocent. She was just defending her boyfriend. I want you to listen to the threat she made to Mr. Albert, warning him that she was about to bring her boyfriend back, and she used profanity declaring of what her boyfriend was going to do. See, I think you have... Oh, you have... See, I think you have... I think you... Oh, see? You heard her yourself. You know what, folks? One more time. I don't want to paraphrase. I want you to hear, does that sound like someone that's innocent or is she telling him directly she is going to get her boyfriend to quote F him up, to come back and F him up? I want you to listen to her voice again. Notice the beeps that we had to put into this because the profanity that the girlfriend is using. See, I think you have, oh, you have, see, I think you have, and she walks out calling him stupid. My boyfriend is going to come down here right now. And you know what? Up. You up. So <laughs> that's the girlfriend. And. She should have been arrested on intent alone when you look at the fact. So she leaves, says she's going to get her boyfriend, comes back with her boyfriend. And so, Mr. District Attorney, if she's so innocent, where did she get the knife from? Did she get the knife once she went home, knowing she was coming back? That points to her intent right there. There is no way you can arrest Alba and not arrest her. No way whatsoever. And I know a number of you are going to say that Bragg has to go. You're correct. But, folks, we are in an election year. And the fact of the matter is 
This is Racial Politics 101. Kathy Hochul will never, ever, 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 at least until the election is over, she will never remove the first black district attorney ever of Manhattan. It's not going to happen. She may sell some wolf tickets and declare that she's watching him, but she is not going to remove Alvin Bragg before the election. Let's go to the uh, telephone calls. 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Rick in Coney Island, good morning and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Dominic, good morning. Listen to you every night. Well, thank you. Thank you, Rick. I just wanted to uh, get a little different perspective on this. Go for it. I, I think we, if everybody remembers, about a week ago or so, they canceled that guy because he, he spoke how bad the bodegas were. I, I think this guy deserves a little retribution. Remember his job fired him because he spoke about bodegas? Okay, wait, wait. You're talking about Mr. Wait, you're talking about Mr. Alba. No, no, no. About a week ago, a guy had put him on Twitter. He had he had just rented an apartment in the Bronx. Okay, wait, Rick. I'm completely confused. Help, help me out here. What what are you referring to? Sent out a Twitter. Who sent out a Twitter? To like a Whole Foods or something. Wait, Rick, Rick, Rick. Who who sent out the tweet? I'm not following what you're telling me. I don't know his name, but his job canceled him. Okay, so someone canceled him because he sent out a tweet. And what's the point? About about bodegas, that he he couldn't get a good place to eat in the neighborhood. Oh, now I got it. Yes, yes, the guy down down in the financial district. Okay, go ahead. Yes, so uh, a little retribution for him. And uh, for anybody that watched the, uh, uh, this is certainly not a knock on, on Mr. Alba, of course, but it just shows you the whole underground economy and everything that goes on. Um, first of all, uh, if you notice, she's asking him to make sure that when he swipes the card that he's putting in as a food purchase and not potato chips. Okay. Mm. So the, yeah. And also if you watch the new video that the post just released, mm-hmm. He's actually opening up packs of cigarettes to sell as Lucy. And that's illegal. Yeah. I mean, you know, it certainly doesn't change the, you know, what happened to him, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it, it just shows you the whole bodega uh, experience, you know, in these neighborhoods. Well, and I just feel bad for that guy that got canceled. For the guy that got, got canceled. Okay, now I now I got it, Rick. I, I thank you for the call. Let's go to John from Coney Island. Let's go to Connecticut. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I just want to make a point that uh, if you serve a liquor or two on minors and they go home and get in a car accident, uh, you're charged with a manslaughter. It might be involuntary. That girlfriend calls the uh, murder. Um, she started it up. She got the boyfriend all riled up. And she 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 causes death, so she should be charged with something. Well, there there is no doubt about it. But the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg does not see the world the way that the rest of us see see the world. And so, you know, I I mean, ultimately, he's going to be forced the District Attorney to cave in to the pressure. It's a bad case. Mister Alba should have never been prosecuted. And this uh, this mother, you know, walking around, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, you know, this ex-con and lady, at the end of the day, you got your boyfriend killed and ruined another man's life in the process. And you should be sitting before a jury for egging this entire situation on. I don't know if her daughter was disrespected. We, we all take that uh, very, very personally when our children are disrespected. But Mr. Alba tried over and over and over to get the machine to go through and for the purchase to be accepted. And it was declined each and every time. Now, whose fault is that? Is that his fault or is that the girlfriend's fault? Michael in New Jersey, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. 
I remember the uh, gun that uh, gun person that uh, the mayor appointed who said there is no such thing as a racist black person. Well, Alvin Bragg certainly is a racist because it seems that if your skin color is brown, you're a second-class citizen to someone who is black. And let's call it as it is. He is allowing this to happen to this man because he is Hispanic, and the people, who, who the guy that was killed and the girlfriend are both black. So certainly Alvin Bragg is an out-and-out racist. Well, I, I, I don't see it that way, Michael. You know, maybe the facts uh, – well, I don't know how the facts would bear that out. I mean, I hear you. I hear the allegation that you're making, but I don't see any evidence uh, as of right now to back to back up that this is uh, racial. But what we can agree on, Michael, is that there is no way Mr. Alba should be in this situation. What makes you believe, what makes you feel that it's definitely racist? Why? Very yes. simple. He tried to put this guy in jail for the rest of his life, but he lets people who shoplift and everything else, he lets them go. And the woman that tried to stab him, what color was she? She was black. She was black. But Mr. Alvin, who should have never been prosecuted, should have never gone to jail, he was brown. So here's what I'm saying. To all Hispanic people, find out where this low-life district attorney lives and march in front of his house the way they're doing to the Supreme Court judges and scream, Alvin Bragg, you are a black racist. You are a black Nazi. You are a, a black version of the Ku Klux Klan. This is what you are. And that's what he is. And please, please don't lower yourself by defending this racist piece of Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Michael, if you use that type of language, then I can't take your calls in the future. Number That's number one. Number two, I'm not lowering myself. I am not defending him. Because you say it's racist doesn't make it racist. Because it may look racist to you does not mean that it is actually racist. Stan, I'm, I'm speaking okay, Mike, no, 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 Michael, you're done for today a- after that language. You're done. I cannot allow that to happen. Period. End of story. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Wow. <laughs> How are you, buddy? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I hope you had a good weekend, you know? Well, Relax. thank you, and I hope you did as well. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about I couldn't get on last week. I want to talk about three men. One of them just called, but I'll save him for the end. Uh, first was this guy who called about the Second Amendment, who you said it's not good. He was wonderful. He was a Republican conservative who said the Second Amendment has to be changed. I cheered him. Bravo. I wish he would call again. He was, um, and he was a Republican. because I cheered him. I thought he was wonderful. The second one, Peter, that maniac, that lunatic who went after you. My point of that was, I don't think you had to do, you gave a litany of your history and your biography. You didn't have to do spit for that guy. I, I know you were upset, but you shouldn't have did anything. You don't have to prove nothing to that person. He wouldn't understand you anyway. So we have differences, you and I. That type of guy would never understand you. So that was a waste of time. And I, I wish you wouldn't have gone through a litany of your history, though it was a good history. But you know what I'm saying? I think it was you wasted your time because I don't think he got it anyway. And the third person who just called, you know, sadists are all over this country. And this guy, Mike, is a sadist. Last week he said he would like to be the one to execute this guy in Illinois. And then he also said he'd have his wife. If he couldn't do it, she'd give the shot. I hope people listen to people like that. These are people who don't deserve to carry guns or nothing. They're more dangerous than the guy himself. So be, be look for the people like that who just called because he's dangerous. And he's sadist who said, well, I, I'd like to shoot him. We have government. We have uh, execution. We have a legal execution in this country. But a guy like that, watch out for him because he's the worst type of American. And so well, forth. Anyway, those were the three. Okay. Well, Stan, I, I thank you as as always for your call, and you have a beautiful morning. I am looking right now at uh, my emails. You can reach me at dominic.carter at wabcradio.com, and it's from Sal, a friend of the program, and he says, Dominic, I have to conclude that Jose Alba had to post bail because he is not 
and this is capitalized, politically protected under the no cash bail and swag bag distribution act. Alvin Bragg will not go after Austin Simons. Uh, these, these are his words now, baby mama. Anytime soon, he will probably issue orders to leave her alone. New York City is cursed with ambulance chasers posing as district attorneys and judges. Wow. That is from uh, Sal. Let's go to Susan in Manhattan. Good morning, Susan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Okay. Uh that that incident should have never escalated into an argument to begin with because it was only a bag of potato chips. I mean, why couldn't he say, oh, all right, you give her a credit slip or, okay, you could take the bag of potato chips for now. I mean, you know, the the, the store worker... Oh, okay. Well, wait, 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 Susan, wait, wait, let, let me just give you a little bit of reality, the way things work in the hood uh, at bodegas. If you are a worker, you cannot let people know that you have a soft spot because they will take advantage of you. And so I'm sure the owner is counting every product in the store. And if you can't account for it, you, the worker, has to pay for it. So that's just a little information, but please continue, Susan. Just let her go for $3, you know. I mean, getting into an argument with somebody and stabbing them to death over a bag of potato chips is like the most ridiculous thing I ever heard of. Have, have you seen the video? I go to Bodegas. Ha, ha, Susan, I, Susan I, have I, you seen the video? Bodegas, and they give credit all the time. Have you seen the video? I saw the video. I understand that. So, so wait, 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 Susan. So you see where this thug comes behind the counter. No one is supposed to go behind the counter except for you see where he storms past the counter. Correct. Go. He should have said, oh, give her a credit slip or she can go for now because it's only a bag of potato chips. But this this store worker got into an argument, stabbed somebody to death over a bag of potato chips. Okay, so wait, 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 Susan, I want you to listen again. I want you to listen again to this mother, how she addressed the store worker as she's leaving the store. I want you to listen to this, Susan, please. See, I think you have... Oh, you have... See, I think you have... I think you have... So, Susan, does that sound like someone looking to to uh, to uh, lower lower uh, lower the anger, or does that some sound like someone that's escalating it a thousand percent? I this is the most ridiculous thing I ever heard of. There should have been no argument at all. Mm-hmm. Well, Susan, I, I appreciate your call. And to the rest of you folks, we're going when we come back, we're going to Port Chester, Brooklyn, the Bronx, Long Island, Queens, Monmouth County. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC coming up at 45 minutes past the hour. Our Carter Cares uh, segment will have the update that several of you have asked about uh, regarding the missing dog and the 75-year-old man, and at the top of the hour at 1 a.m., Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back discussing the situation of bodega worker Jose 
Alba. As I mentioned at the top of the program, poor President Biden. We're going back to your telephone calls in just one second. The president of the United States, yet another gaffe. The president says, the president says that the Parkland school shooting took place in 1918 in the latest gaffe. I want you to listen to this. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, 1918. 17 dead, 17 injured. In both places, countless others suffering with invisible wounds. In both places, red flag laws could have stopped both those shooters. So I I don't know what's going on with Mr. Biden, but I am a public speaker, and I, and I can say this much. There comes a time when, as a public speaker, you hit your your sweet spot, meaning that you know that you're, first of all, a good public speaker is always watching his audience, his or her audience while they're speaking. So I can see uh, some woman in the back that may be texting. And so that says to me, Dominic, step it up. You got to do something interesting. You're about to lose the crowd, right? That normally doesn't happen. And so I don't know why the president, considering, um, his history of making gaffes. I don't know why he would go off prompter. I don't know why his team, you would think they would say, Mr. President, you must stay on prompter at all times. But so I don't know if he's feeling his sweet spot and, 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 and he says, okay, I'm going off a prompter to uh, do an applause line. But every single time, Mr. President, it goes left and you make these gaffes and it's really bad. It's not good for the morale of the American people. It's not good around the world, the message that it sends. But let's go back to Jose Alba. Let's go to uh, Linda on Long Island. Good morning, Linda. What's on your mind? Hi, Dom. This is a follow-up from last night. Okay. The the instigator, the girlfriend, um, now that if the, she doesn't get arrested and nothing happens to her, she now has lost, had her boyfriend killed, uh, really. Um, she is going to go on to another dumb, idiot criminal like him and convince another one to do another stupid thing and maybe get another one killed or something, right? I mean, this she... You know, every single they had, you know, I don't, I don't know if you know, they had the investigation discovery stories. These are real, uh, real crimes, not made up. And every single one, the one who in, instigated it got the longest term. They would get the long term in prison, not the one who listened, you know, who did it. Mm-hmm. Well, right? I mean, this is, she, she was behind the whole thing, so... This is ridiculous. If they don't arrest her, that's like just saying, oh, go ahead, you know, just get away with it. Yeah, it, it's Linda. It, it is it is it is crazy because the first question should be, well, madam, where, where did the knife come from? Well, madam, was the was the knife in your bag the entire time? Oh, it wasn't, madam. So you left here angry as hell and then went home. And got your ex-con boyfriend with the goal of beating up the 61-year-old man. And you put a knife in your bag. Ma'am, you're under arrest. I thank you for the uh, call, Linda. So I'm looking at another email from Tanya Covington, uh, who listens to the program. And this is what Tanya has to say. In regards to Susan, a caller, the mother caused the incident. And Tanya makes a great point here. Why didn't the mother check her EBT card before going to the store? And why didn't the so-called boyfriend pay for the $30 purchase? That's an excellent point, Tanya. Okay, your woman was disrespected. You, You call out the man on that. You pay for the purchase and then leave. Tanya goes on to say he couldn't because he didn't have the monies to begin with. This would have been the same man robbing Susan. Tanya, some excellent uh, points there. I thank you for that uh, email. 
Let's go to uh, Will in Manhattan. Good morning, Will. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, how you doing? In regards to the president, look, he just made a mistake. I mean, y'all make a big deal out of it. Also, with this uh, thing you're talking about here with the knife in the bag and all that, you know, grown men are kids now. They act like children, man. They got no kind of, you know, pause button. You know, it's just completely stupid the way they act, mm-hmm. you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, you know okay, well, this- but, but, but hey, Will, let me ask you a question. So how many times are we going to say uh, Biden just made a mistake? How many times are we going to do that? Well, you don't have to say it. Just watch him let him do his term, man. That's all. Just just yeah, let him do his it. term. Yeah, mm. you're on the mic. When you say it, it blows up. I mean, mm. what's the point? The point is he's the president of the free world, and he ran on a platform of I'm going to stay in the basement in Delaware, and that's the way I'm going to beat Trump. I thank you for the call. And so to a degree, as far as I'm concerned, he fooled the American people. So that's the point. That's the point. They didn't let him loose because what was going to happen on the campaign trail if he had these gaffes uh, repeatedly? He would have never been elected. Let's go to David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I was going to comment on the stabbing, but I have to say something about what you just said about President Biden. Everybody knows the man has had a lifelong stuttering issue, and it is not easy for anybody to go off script and not make any kind of verbal mistake. And don't you're, tell me you're, you never you're, have. You're, you're proving my point. That's why, unless you're good at doing it, you don't go off script. And and the, the skilled politicians know, unless you're an Obama or a Clinton, they don't, they don't go off of the prompter. They stick to the prompter. There's a reason why it requires the discipline to not ad-lib. If you're going to ad-lib, you better make sure what you're about to say is funny, and you better make sure that your comments – that, that you're not going to make a gaffe. And the fact of the matter is, the president, I thank you for the call, David, the president has done this repeatedly. So this is not some stuttering problem. What does the wrong year have to do with stuttering? I mean, come on, folks. Come on. I, I got a bridge I want to sell you in Brooklyn, if you believe that. So the stuttering problem that he had years ago And the Joe Biden, I recall from the 80s, was as smooth as silk when it came to speaking. Sharp dresser, smooth as silk. But we're all going to get older, all of us, all of us. Let's go to Susan in Brooklyn. Good morning, Susan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. Hi, Um, Susan. Hi. It's always good to hear you. I can't always stay up late because I need my beauty sleep. I understand. But, um, <laughs> I feel you. I get it. I do it. listen to your podcast well, whenever thank I have you. a chance to. Thank you. Because thank I you. need your, you know, I need all of your uh, calm and uh, all, all of the your common sense. Well, thank but, you. Um, I, what I have really been wondering why nothing has been um, divulged yet about who will be defending um Alba Gomez, right? Is that the name? Mr. Alba. Mr. Alba. Mr. Alba. What's his first name? Jose. Jose. Jose Alba. Sorry. It's okay. Um, So I am very curious, and I wonder if maybe this hasn't been out in the public yet. Is he going to get a public defender, or is he possibly going to get a a defense lawyer that will work, you know, pro bono or at some – rate because, you know, their rates, whatever, four or $500 an hour might be a little more than a bodega, uh, you know, clerk. But, you know, he definitely, I hope he can get the very best defense well, because too many of the public defenders are, you know, um, you know, joined at the hip with the, uh, the woke, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, I um, yeah. I so hear what do you think about that? Well, Susan, I thank you for the call. And uh, Mr. Alba has private counsel. And, um, you know, he's claiming or his lawyers claiming that um, for his stab wounds, they were not treated at Rikers and that Mr. Alba's stab wounds and that they have been uh, infected 
I think, Susan, and I thank you for the call, that the pressure is so high on the district attorney. Here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. Mr. Bragg has to go. The question is when. The question is because he's basically a social worker, his actions serving as the district attorney. That does not work in Manhattan. Think of think of Bob Morgenthau, someone I knew very well and knew him personally. And I want you to think about, and of course our owner operator, John Katsimatidis, uh, was a co-chair with Mr. Morgenthau of the Police Athletic League. And I want you to think about for a second the Morgenthau of the world, right? Law and Order, the TV show, was literally created, right, based on Morgenthau's life. And we go from Morgenthau to this. This is a social worker, and when I say that, I'm offending social workers because I think the world of social workers for what they do to help and assist people. Mr. Bragg is not even doing that. He's carrying out an agenda that is destructive to the people of New York City. And so he's not going to step down. So either Governor Hochul will build up the political coverage, uh, courage, that is, to do what is necessary. But it's not going to happen before the November election. It's just not going to happen. She needs the Democratic vote out of New York City. She will never get it if she removes the first black district attorney ever of Manhattan. Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. I've been listening and I've missed being able to call, but it's a pleasure to hear you as always. It's always nice to chat with you. Thank you. And to that woman, Susan, (laughs) that is blaming the victim. What else is new these days? Where have we heard that before recently? Um, I just want to say regarding the girlfriend, um, the way I look at it, to me, she's an accessory before, during, and after the fact. Agreed. Okay. She she planned the crime. <laughs> the crime was to go in there and at the very least rough someone up. She she should have been charged with assault just by what she is caught on tape saying to him. People have been arrested for saying a lot less for assault, not for battery, but for assault. Um, and you know all this, Dominic. So she's being able to escape what she did in front of her own child. Uh, I mean, what that poor child's been subjected to, to me, is child abuse. Um, And then uh, the fact that he's letting her go, it's just all identity politics. You know it. I know it. Anyone with a functioning brain cell knows it. And we have to look at the greater what's going on. First of all, if she put as much energy into getting a job and and, – putting herself ahead in life. Maybe she wouldn't need an EBT card as she did into starting that argument. Thank and you. Getting, Thank you. Okay. If she put that kind of energy and passion. But, but Jennifer, I, I'm, I'm glad you said it and I didn't say it because if I yeah, say it, it as a me. black man, yourself hating, then the Peters of Harlem are going to call and I'm going to have to go through that nonsense again. So I'm glad that in this case you said it. But believe me, it's in the back of my mind. I know a lot of black young women that have come from very hard parts of Boston, Roxbury in particular, and have gone on to do great things with their life. Yes, and their absolutely. Yes. You, you, control, you control your destiny to a large part. I'm yes, so- I'm tired of the victim victim anthem. And one last thing, we've got to look at what's happening in society overall. You look at what happened to that poor African-American man down in um, Philly, that 73-year-old, I get so choked up, sorry, that 73-year-old man. Maybe Susan thinks he did something to deserve that, too. When those kids killed him with that that, uh, construction cone, and they looked very, very young, Dominic. Have you seen that video? I assume you have. I, I, I have not. I'm aware of the situation. I have not looked at yeah. the video, looked- Jennifer, because because I'm sick and tired of of looking at um at videos like that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm go ahead, go ahead. I, I apologize, but I just want to say, and I've said this to you before, every life matters, and he was he was a loved man. His life mattered, but because it wasn't taken by a white cop or a white person, somehow no one's upset. Where's the outrage? Where's the protest? Like I say, where where's uh, you know Ben Crump? I'm so tired of it, Dominic. Unless there's a buck to be made or a political agenda, you know, promotion, self promotion, they're they're all out in hiding. You know, they could care less. There's crickets. 
Mm-hmm. And when a, when a man that's lived a good and decent life is killed by a young gang of thugs at 2 a.m., where are their parents? I'm just done with it. I'm done of, you know, everyone's a victim. You know what I mean? Except for the victims. And I've said that to you before, but people like that woman, Susan, you know what, Susan? That man, Mr. Alba, Jose Alba, got up that day to do the right thing. He went off to work because he didn't give away his boss's food. You're going to blame him because this woman acted more than a fool. She was violent. She was vicious. She was vile. And she was evil. And, and I'm done. I'm done making excuses for people. Thank you. Well, so well Jennifer, all I can say is preach. Preach, sister, <laughs> preach. Because everything you said uh, is accurate. And I'm glad you said it this morning. And not me, because I'm. Thank you for the call, Jennifer. Because I'm not in the mood to listen to the uh, the calls from the one or two uh, uh, African Americans that say they live in Harlem. God only knows, Dominic. How could you? How could you say those things? And and it's the white man. It's the white man. It's not us. So I'm not going there this morning, Jennifer. I've got another 15 minutes, and we're going to continue the conversations. And I'm listening to you folks, and I'm engaging in the conversations. But I'm sure I'll get in trouble with some for even what I just said. <laughs> but it's all good, folks. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When we come back, when we come back, Dominic Carter Care segment and some good news about the stolen dog taken from the 75-year-old man off-white. I'll be right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So, let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Highlighting stories that hit close to home from your borough to your dinner table. This is Carter Cares. I am so happy for the family of the dog off white. We told you the story and I have to give you our listeners credit. You have called up here and said, Dominic, 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 a follow-up to Off-White. We want a follow-up to the dog. Off-White is the 10-month-old, a puppy, pit bull, a mixed uh, pit bull uh, that was part of his family, and he was with his owner, a 75-year-old man, out in front of his house in Ozone Park on 88th Street. And then a man on a moped is on the sidewalk talking to the 75-year-old man. He asks, can he pet the dog? He picks the dog up and then revs his engine and rides away. The 75-year-old man tried to block him, but but he was not able to stop him. And so Off-White is back with his family. He was recovered. Details of how Off-White was recovered are not immediately known as of now, but Off-White Uh, is back with his family and was being taken to the vet to get checked out. So that is one story. Apparently, this loser who stole the dog realized that with all the media attention, TV and radio, that the dog was uh, radioactive hot and that the best thing he could do was get rid of the dog before he was caught. So the story ends well. The man and his family, they have their dog back and it is great great news let's go to marianne in queens good morning marianne you're on talk radio 77 wabc good morning dominic i'm glad to speak with you again uh dominic there is something that uh some people do not understand the videos explain step by step what happened the girlfriend threatened to bring her boyfriend to harm Mr. Alva. The boyfriend attacked Mr. Alva, and he responded by defending himself, which resulted in the attacker's death. The woman had a knife, which proved that they came prepared to kill Mr. Alva. Now, Mr. 
Ava, I believe that uh, he was actually um, fairly threatened by the district attorney because it's clear that he defends himself. Now, I am very concerned of what the consequences of this might be. We all are. Because even though, even, even though uh, Dominic, I do not agree the way that uh, someone uh, explained about the racial thing, I believe that if justice is not done in this land, there was going to be a breach between the Dominican community and the black community. I don't want to see that. So those people in power should avoid this kind of confrontation. So I, I believe that the only way that that can be done is, uh, is we put someone else in the governor's seat in the next election. Wow. Because there's going to be a lot of, of, you know, killings and divisions among us, and we don't need that. Mm-hmm. This is what I, I am very concerned because the Dominican people, they are not easy. And they're going to take this and the way it is. It's a very serious matter and it has to be taken care of. Right. Well, Marianne, I, I appreciate your calling and you make a, uh, a very good point. And it certainly cannot help relations between the two communities because you have in the video this overbearing man who's completely violating a 61-year-old man behind the counter. And it's just an ugly video to look at. And then when you see part two, you hear the girlfriend cursing like there's no tomorrow at Mr. Alba. And then you see the girlfriend literally stabbing Mr. Alba three times. Let's go to Michael in Manhattan. Good morning, Michael. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm honored to uh, finally get through. Uh, I have a nickname for Bragg. I call him Body Bag Bragg, and I hope that goes viral because that's what he is. Body, you said, what was the nickname one more time? Body Bag Bragg. Mm, mm. Well, I, I don't know about his nickname, Michael, but I do know that something has to give. I mean, again, with my premise of we had Morgenthau, and we go from Morgenthau and his long distinguished career to this, what we're dealing with now. Jim in New Jersey. Good morning, Jim. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Go ahead, please. Okay, I'm a, uh, I, I had a case similar to what you saw. Right? You know, I, I was assaulted at my job, and it was, it was on video. Uh, when I went to the grand jury, uh, you know, I walked in, and 10 minutes later, they said a crime took place. The first statement from the from a DA that I met, I was sitting in the, in the DA's office being interviewed, supposedly to go to trial, but they were but the young assistant DA interviewing me was shocked by my injury. He didn't even know what kind of injury I had. My neck was broken. My assailant was not even arrested that night. What was he? It was yeah. I, I'm short on time, Jim. Unfortunately, he, I really would like a, to. But wait, was he ultimately arrested? Uh, he got a DAT. He 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 uh, he's now on on the internet claiming to be. It happened at a workplace. He he claims to be an expert in workplace violence, and he broke my neck on video. That video was not shown to anybody else except the grand jury and me. Wow. So I hope the I hope the young the 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 bodega worker is represented by a good attorney, not a public defender, not even a private, but a very good one, because it's all situational. The first thing I I I, I was assailed by a black man who I knew, and he broke my neck. And the first thing the DA said to me, first words out of their mouth was, "We don't care if you're." MF racist. How's mm-hmm. that one, Dominic? Yeah, I, I hear you, Jim. I just, I really want to, I thank you for the call. I really want to spend the time to understand your situation, but I, time is just not on my side right now. If you could give me a call back tomorrow morning, we can discuss your situation. Joining me right now, Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight. Hello, Good morning Dominic. to you. What's going on? 
uh, another day, another day, another dollar. Uh, indeed. Indeed it is. <laughs> so what do you have coming up this uh, morning? Got an action-packed show. We're going to do a sequel to a show that uh, we did last week that uh, got a lot of response. I spoke with a historian, an independent historian by the name of Logan East, all about the Supreme Court and its historical role and what Theodore Roosevelt warned about with respect to the Supreme Court in 1912 and how life would have been different had we listened to Theodore Roosevelt back then. Uh, We didn't have enough time to delve into a lot of the nitty-gritty on this, so we're going to have him back for a full hour and uh, really get into the future of the Supreme Court and the country. So I'm looking forward to that interview and have a, a bunch of other you know, odds and ends on my plate for today that I, I think people will get a big kick out of. Well, as always, I look forward to uh, listening to the show. And I will tell you, Dominic, uh, you were the very first person listed on my approved barbecue invite list. Ah. By my, this is approved by my wife. <laughs> very first person. And yet I can't help but notice uh, still no RSVP. So we will be exploring... The lack of a Dominic Carter RSVP oh boy. at some oh point boy. in the program oh as well. And, and your wife is a, a, a beautiful lady. Uh, apparently not beautiful um. enough to get a timely <laughs> RSVP. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. We will explore let, it. Let's go back uh, to the telephone calls. You uh, select. Uh, let, let's. How about we go to Annette? How about that? Sounds good. Annette on Long Island. Good morning. You're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I have a point to make. Uh, uh, Tanya really uh, st- uh, gave, uh, stole some of my uh, points, but I have something to add to that. I spoke to a number of people. Conversation came up over the weekend with a number of people. Someone said that they saw the Austin the man who was killed, from the front. And he was wearing a designer shirt that cost $350. Okay. Now, uh, if but wait, that was but, so... But wait, Annette, are, you, are you really surprised? I mean, that's, no, no, that, that's I nothing did, new? I, I didn't finish my point. Okay, go, it just, I'm short is, on time. Go ahead. My point is, when he came back, why didn't he pay? He had a three hundred money for a $350 shirt. Why didn't he pay for the shirt? He came in looking for trouble, number one. And two, it was 11 o'clock at night, almost 11 o'clock, and the girlfriend comes in to buy chips for a toddler. Why Didn't she, didn't she have an apple or an orange, a beach in the house? Couldn't she have – did the bodegas sell, sell that? Couldn't she have bought that? You know, they're buying this stuff on food stamps, and it's not healthy. Uh, and, and, you know, it really doesn't have anything to do with the murder. It was just something that, you know, struck me that it shouldn't be that way. She should choose somebody else if well, she was a good mother. Uh, Annette, you just made some excellent points, and I thank you for the call. Frank, I'm, I'm, I don't want to deal with the nonsense with mm. the emails this morning, so I'm going to let you respond and see what you have to say about oh, this. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, uh, I am ex- going to accept that responsibility, and I will give my response in the forthcoming hour. Okay. Sounds great, and I look forward to your barbecue. All right. <laughs> I look forward to your RSVP. <laughs> Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight. You want to keep it right there. The program coming up. One of the best in radio. Trust me when I tell you folks, Dominic Carter saying, have a wonderful day. I will see you tomorrow. Same time, same station. Talk Radio 77 WABC.